Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast with your beer guzzling connoisseurs, Bob Moffat and John Hunt. We are at Out of Bounds Brewing in two locations, one's in Rockland and the other in Folsom, California. And we are here with Greg Tui, the head brewer. And we have in front of us four Russian Imperials. Yours we're going to save for last. But the first, we have one from Evans Brewing, which is Stout at the Devil. Uh, we have one from Jack Rabbit Imperial, or from Jack Rabbit, which is in uh, Yolo County in West Sacramento. That's the Russian Imperial Stout Imperia. And then we have one from Mission, uh, which is Dark Seas. It's also a Russian-style Imperial. So we're going to start with the can first because... It's closest. It's we can. <laughs> so um, while we're waiting for that to breathe, uh, you've got a whole new operation here. We are sitting in uh, in the middle of how many uh, containers and where did they all come from? And what did you spend most of the day doing? I spent most of my day running our brand new canning line. Uh, this was the first day we actually got to run product through it. So uh, that was pretty exciting. Made for a long day, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Actually, that thing runs really good. We got a wild goose forehead filler and it is amazing. It's nice. What were you doing before? We were using the can van, sorry, the mobile canning unit would come in uh, once every three weeks and we would package five, 600 cases when they would come, sometimes 700. It's like meals on wheels, but for beer? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Is that for a local? Is this the first I've heard of it. Is it for like local breweries all over or where does it, how does uh, it work? Yeah, I think they go from the Bay Area to like Reno, maybe even farther. Uh, they cover quite a bit of ground and they have, I think, seven canning lines and they just, yeah, they hit all the breweries who don't own their own. So, uh, yeah, they serviced us, and they were great. But now we purchased our own, and uh, we're going to do our own thing, give us a little freedom to do some one-off hazies and 16-ounce four-packs and just pretty much whatever we think up to throw in a can. And more and more stouts. And more stouts. Of course. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we have the, uh, the stout at the Devil Russian Imperial, and um, I love getting older, but I also love it. Can you do me a favor when you – um, print stuff on cans. Can you print it so that people can read it? We'll make it bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty small font. That would be re really Actually, helpful. That's not even fair. That's a mean joke. How small that is. We know that it's brewed in Irvine, and there's a bunch of stuff on it. So there's a, a cartoon of the devil on front, and it looks like he is um, lifting up a it's like an old school uh, teapot or a coffee uh, pot or something. Is that a Vince Neil reference? Out at the devil? It very well could be. I'm not, I don't see any vehicles crashing, yeah, however. A guitar for a uh, pitchfork. Yeah. yeah. It does have, it has a picture of California on the side. Uh, everything's on fire, and then there's, uh, let's see, there's Alcatraz, we have Devil's Elbow, Devil's Post Pile, Death Valley, Calico, uh, Mission San Miguel. That doesn't really seem to go with the other ones, but anyway, so let's try it. Yeah. Put my glasses back on so I can see. Uh, this is, I believe, 10%. All right. You ever hear of uh, Evans? No, I've never tried anything from them. I've never really heard much about them, honestly. And does it matter how you pour that? 
Well, um, it kind of depends on the beer, and you can speak to this a little bit as far as the uh, carbonation and how much there is in the way that's going to come out. Like what you poured for us earlier, which we're going to try last, um, there was a, just this mountain of bubbles that came off the bottom. And this, there's seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> there's ten <laughs> bubbles. It's probably a lower carbonation. Um, you know, our, our beer is nitrogenated, so uh, it'd be tough for us to put it in a package. We're not set up to do that. And most of these guys, I would assume, probably aren't either. Um, there are ways to do it, but it uh, looks like they just went with CO2, so it should be good. Um, probably lower carbonation, though, I would, I would say. Um, we do that, too, with our higher alcohol barrel-aged beers and whatnot. We usually go a little bit lower, 238 volume or so. Uh, a little softer on the palate. And... Thankfully, there's a thing called the interweb, and on it uh, is the website for Evans Brewing. The double stout has chocolatey and roasty flavors with notes of coffee, dark fruit, and toffee. So come now, children of the yeast, be strong and stout at the devil. 10% alcohol by volume and 40 IBUs. All right. So the guy's definitely a Motley Crue fan at least whoever made this <laughs> I, if dr feelgood comes out next then we'll know right <laughs> that's funky yeah that is a little a little funky oxidized i don't want to bag on it too much but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no feel free no no you got to give them credit they did promise fruit they coffee. did. They did. I think they I definitely taste a fruitiness. I'm trying to figure out which fruit it might be. It's it's almost wine. Almost. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, definitely. that that we've we've had two. Let's let's give it a third just to see if maybe things improve. Definitely got the dark fruit. Like a it's like a current it's not, it's not raisiny. It's rather acidic. Yeah, there's some acid in there. There's yeah. some fruit. And it's it's much more like, I, I would never, if somebody had put this in front of me, I don't think I would have in a million years figured out that it was a, an imperial stout. No, no. A Russian imperial stout uh, would not have been my first guess. It's definitely on the current side, dark fruits. I mean, it's... Uh, it's not roasty, not not much chocolate. Maybe a little chocolate. Um, you're searching coffee? for it though. Got any coffee? coffee? I'm not picking up the chocolate or the coffee. You know, we did try a coffee the other day that tasted like a blueberry muffin. So I will say that could have a little coffee character to it in a way if you're searching for it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's not a pronounced uh, roasted coffee or, or chocolate really. It's mostly that dark fruit character and acidic. Uh, it's got some some sourness to it. Well, John's already gone to the water, and that's probably not a good sign. Um, and he's actually going to dump it now down the drain. I, I, I am, uh, I'm somewhat bewildered. I, I think, for a wine lover who is unfamiliar with the ways of stouts, they would drink this and think maybe stouts are right up their alley, and then be bitterly disappointed the next time they had another <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, they would. Definitely they would. What's the date on this can? Is it dated? 
February 7th, 1973. <laughs> <laughs> Held up well. <laughs> Date on the can. Let us let us a find all right now now i've got to say now i my wife discovered something called spirited gifts and you can buy a host of different beverages uh and so for my birthday uh last week i got beer for my birthday so i can't really i can't i'm not complaining a lot i don't see a date on it you gotta gotta it's normally either on the bottom or right on the rim here but well, there's so either, much so. wrapping and packaging on it i don't I, believe they have it all right well we're not gonna find it on that one i'm i'm, I'm guessing it's a little old though. i'm confused uh and uh and and somewhat displeased uh <laughs> it it does it does <laughs> it does promise fruit i gotta give them some credit for that yeah. it also promises a whole bunch of other stuff and i don't I'm not particularly fond of it. So the rating scale is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, or wouldn't serve it to your cat. Okay. <laughs> it previously was known as fail, but that seemed really harsh because somebody went, that took a lot of work right. to do this. However, I keep bringing it up so people know now that cat and fail are still the same thing, but <laughs> whatever. So it makes it sound better. Your, your grade, sir. My grade, I would say it's fair, fair at best. Yeah. As a brewer, Sorry, are guys. you not <laughs> obligated to be ultra, a little ultra generous in your rating? I think, yeah, I think I'm definitely more generous to other brewers than maybe uh, the average person might be. Because I know how much work goes into it, and we all have a passion for this stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, shit happens. So maybe that's the case here i don't know <laughs> are, are we allowed to curse yeah sorry i don't know actually <laughs> we are because it's there's yeah. no fcc it's it's the interweb oh, i mean okay. there's yeah. porn there for yeah, goodness sake so I, yeah but please try to a, try to keep it to a minimum, to a minimum yeah. because yeah. think of the children you're going to be listening right. to this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the children <laughs> oh, man. so uh i am a motley crew fan so i do like the packaging and the uh verbal description uh so if it delivered on all that it would be even better um, but yeah, it looks nice, and the, um, the can looks nice. <laughs> Excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, or wouldn't serve it to your cat. Uh, well, as far as, uh, I don't think it delivers on what it's supposed to, so I'm going to go with in between fair and poor. I, I'm going to go with poor. Um, it, it, I, I, and that's P O O R. Uh, exactly. It's yeah. not, a, it's not a pun. Um, I, I think it's, it's really, it's, it's very exotic and the fruit really comes through. The problem is, is that all the other stuff comes through too. I don't like yeah. any of it. So I, if you like wine, I think this might be something up your alley where you yeah. can say, Hey, I've, or, uh, it, that I've tried the stout and it sort of was like wine and it was great. And then maybe it's for you, but. I will say I would like to try this at the brewery if it was on draft, just to see maybe if it's a packaging issue. Um, could just to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's a, cause it's definitely oxidized. There's some, there's some off flavors. And you did say that was sitting in your truck all day, right? <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't, it, 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 this, it, this tastes like it's been sitting in my truck all year. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's down the, Drain, and yep. let's try. You're gonna want to wash that one out, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be taking that one home. A, because you can't drive with an open container in California, <laughs> and B, because uh, I really don't want to drink any more of it. All right, so, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's rinse out the glasses. And I already did mine. Look at you. And let's pop open the jackrabbit or <laughs> and was that good? We jackrabbit or mission? Well, I've already made an executive decision, so we're going to go with the mission. Perfect. The dark seas. Uh, it is a as you might expect. The label has a uh, pirate ship on it with a uh, red cross on one of the sails. Uh, the mission is in white lettering on a green background, Russian style imperial. Brewed in San Diego, I believe I have actually been in this brewery, but it was a long time ago. Is that a Knights Templar cross on sale? It very well could be. Looks, the yeah. labeling is also incredibly small. The recent legends that abound about the Russian Imperial Stouts of... No idea. Are filled <laughs> with temples... Tempestuous, romance, sinful, thievery, and scurvy. That's always you want yeah. on the <laughs> you want scurvy on on your label of beer. Um, is scurvy a type of sickness? It is. Yeah, uh, it that's is, why right? they carry fruit and Yeah, that's why they carried yeah. uh, lemons and uh, and fruit and citrus trees. Okay. Is uh, yeah because yeah. you your uh, your insides would sort of rot. So it's a historic recipe. Uh, apparently not based on scurvy. We hope. Um, it is so small. The type is so unbelievably small. The Russian kings tried to keep it all to themselves. They failed. Today we bring you our own dastardly dark version with a rich and frosty, roasty aroma. Notes of plum and port and a velvety texture so luscious it just might make a grown man weep. All right. Oh all right. Nice. I, I like it. It already looks better. It's it looks better. It's got a lot more bubbles. Yeah, it's got a nice head on it. And we're hearing bubbling and things turning on in the background. And do are we the stuff going on back there, or what's going on? <laughs> now the hot liquor tank has a mind of its own. It likes to creak and make all these weird sounds. You know, if you're walking through it, and you know when the brewery's not operating, it's just as creepy in general. It just as all hot yeah. liquors are. Um, the, this is very well insulated sound-wise because on, there's uh, somebody on the other side and that we have a yeah. rousing game of uh, Name That Tune. Name That Tune is going on in the tap room. Yes. That's fantastic. Is that every Wednesday night? Every Wednesday night. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Bottoms up. This tastes um, vaguely familiar. Some, it tastes kind of like... Oh, a stout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, there's roast. There's chocolate. Big time. There's a little uh, fruit in there. Maybe a little. I taste yeah, the hand. coffee and the chocolate. Big time. Yeah, big time. Lingering, too. It's got that, that roasty linger. But it's not that hoppy, uh, no, horrible got, aftertaste linger. It's got a, what's the ABV on this one? Is uh, 10. 10. All right. I believe they are all 10, and yours is a 9. Mine's nine, yeah. It's a it's a well hidden ten. It's uh it's not super boozy at all. It's mostly roast and chocolate or uh, 
pretty dominant to me. There's some, uh, there's a little bit of alcohol in there though. Oh yeah, you know it's there, but it's. Uh, and what brings that out? The alcohol, <laughs> uh, fermentation. Um, try to control your fermentation temperature mostly. And compared to the other ingredients that are in it, how does that pop out a little more than what else is in there as far as the other ingredients? Uh, the other ingredients um, being just like the malt. I mean, that's it's a you know big stout, small forward. Uh, your roasted barley, your chocolate malts. Uh, wheat, whatever you might want to throw in there, you know, uh, your biscuity notes, I don't know what their base malt is on this, could be a combination of things. Um, I tend to find beers with a lot of dextrose in them are pretty hot, um, especially if the fermentation temperature is a little high, but uh, you try to balance all those things in. That's why also these beers tend to be a little higher in the IBUs, um, just to kind of balance out the booze and all the malt that's so, so strong, you kind of need that bitterness backbone just to balance out your beer. Um, and I like it. I actually think it's pretty good. Right. So, do we need five extra samples to try to figure out what it is, or do you? I do you go. Know? Uh, only because I like it. Would I drink five? I, I typically don't drink, uh, you know, heavy or, you know, this is uh, where high alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I edit that out. Every time anybody says, it, I'm just like, it's gone. It's on the floor. Yeah. Right. But I actually like this. Yeah. This is totally drinkable to me. All right, so uh, who went first last time? As far as, all right, so an uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. I'm going to go very good. It's a little bitter because of the it's booze. normal, right? Isn't that normal? Well, it is. It just depends on the, on the style. And Russian Imperial, you're going to get a little heat sometimes. A really good one, an excellent one, I think, is when you're not really getting that. Um, it just kind of depends on your taste, but um, it's a little bitter for my taste and that lingers a little bit. Um, it's still compared to the previous one, it's it's amazing, um, but it's still, I would put it, it's just as far as the, the taste, um, I'd, I'd go with a good. So very good for you, good for me, and? I would say it's good. Um, it definitely had a head start going behind that other one that we just had for sure um i think it's to style though you know the i, I think the bitterness um the bitterness could have been you know placed a little differently it, it did linger a little too much for me but you know roasted malts and bitterness together that kind of happens it was just, it was a little stringent uh, but it was it was good it was good if you don't like sweet this is definitely a russian imperial for you yes it is not sweet it attenuated very well um no off flavors. It, yeah, they, they did. I think they probably got what they were going for. All right, so we're going to try the jackrabbit next. Now, jackrabbit and bike dog and YOLO are all within spitting distance of each other. <laughs> and the little San Diego or Anaheim area or something. All right, so that one's dark, darker and foamy. Yeah, it's got a nice tan brown head to it. Good carbonation. I will say the last one, what did seem a little undercarbonated for my taste, it flattened out pretty quick. But, um, 
And this one gets uh, a little extra credit because the, uh, the label is large enough you can read. Uh, dark and rich, this deceptively smooth beer is made for savoring. A generous dose of golding hops provides just enough bittering to balance this heady brew. Dark malts are the stars of this stout and work together to provide a complex flavor with hints of coffee, chocolate, and dark fruit, IBU 60. What kind of malts or uh, what kind of oats do you prefer? Uh, I love flaked oats and golden naked oats. Those are my two that I use pretty frequently. So. I like uh, honey bunches of oats. <laughs> and oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the flaked oats, when we throw them in the mash, you just put them in over your shoulder. We don't run them through the mill. I mean, you could scoop them out of there, and it's minus the husk from the other malts, but it's pretty much like oatmeal. Looks like it. Smells like it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not sweet, though. Not like, you know, if you put some sugar on it, sure. <laughs> or waited for it to convert a little. It would be a little sweet. This has an interesting taste. I'm not sure if I like it. It's, again, it's got, there's some, there's some booze. There's some fruit. And there's, a, there's some bitterness that's kind of long-lasting. Yeah. I'm almost getting, like, bananas off of this one, like esters from the east or something. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's... I did not get bananas, you know? I've got to be honest. But you're the expert. I got a hit. No, I, I don't call myself an expert, but, man, I, I'm definitely getting some esters. Like, the, uh, the yeast strain that they used here is uh, coming through to me. But, uh, yeah, chocolate, dark fruit, um, a little roasty. It's a little stringent. kind of lingers that bitterness, too, and... Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. No, okay, we got a not bad. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Not bad. It does linger a little bit. Although it sure looks a lot better. It's the best looking one, I think, that we've seen. But, you know, taste, as we've all taste kn- is a thing. As we all know, you can't judge a beer by its yeah. cover. Right, right. The lacing on the glass sticks. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, kind, of, it's kind of bitter. It's. I mean, I've had some really really good russian imperials that were just like amazing and they're mm-hmm. smooth and the taste was good you have you the, the alcohol content was there but you didn't have this kind of thing uh, the the bitterness really sticks with you and it's it does. it's not like a hoppy finish kind of finish but how would you describe that yeah so like like compared to like an ipa like the way that bitterness lingers on your palate it's like with an IPA, I mean, with the Russian Imperial Stout, it is going to be bitter, and you should kind of expect that to be bitter because of the style. Um, so don't, uh, you know, don't shy away from it if, if it is too bitter. Maybe it's just not your style. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a hop-forward IPA is going to linger bitterness because of all the late hop additions mostly and the bittering charge up front. You know, we put hops in throughout the boil, whatever. You know, guys are doing all kinds of stuff, you know, late, late, late hop additions. And um, just... Surely, if you're going to go high abuse, it's going to be it's going to be bitter. You can try to control that by where you place your hops, but uh, I mean, it's going to be there. So you put enough hops in something, it's going to linger a little bitterness in there. Um, this one, I think, was too much. But uh, all right, so excellent, very good, good, fair, poor. I don't know who's first. You? Uh, I think you are. Oh, yeah, you're ah, up. Try to you throw are up. It. Nice try. You know, I was driving the bus, and all you had to do was just stay in the street, and things would have been fine. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not. Yeah. Um, I would, I, because it's, it's supposed to be bitter. It's not supposed to be sweet. It does deliver some of what it promises. I'm not really getting any of the adjuncts, particularly. Just kind of getting 
something and maybe a little fruit and and some bitterness and it's i'd have to give it a i'd have to give it a, a fair to pour maybe it's just my palate today but am, no, I, am I, I crazy or i would agree i would say it's fair um what did they put in this do they claim that they put something else in here other than malt hops water and yeast read it I believe they said hints of hints of chocolate, did they not? Hints of coffee, chocolate, and dark fruit. Okay, so that's all. All right, I was just checking. Just want to make sure. Um, yeah, it was it was fair, and I, I'll just I'll stick with that. All right. Well, it certainly was not. Well, yeah, I'll give it a fair rating. All right. So we've got three fairs and a or two fairs and a fair slash pour which will probably turn into a fair. Yeah. All right. All right. The last one, without a doubt, will be the best of the bunch. Let's sample. This is the Russian Imperial. Tell me about this beer. The Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, so this beer, first off, saw nitrogen. Um, it's just a, tra you know, traditional, just to style Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, a lot of roasted malts, chocolate malts, um, some Maris Otter, some two-row. Say again. Maris Otter. Might want to define what that uh -huh. is and what the second thing was you so, said right uh, after that? Two row is just a normal base malt that, uh, you know, goes into most all beers for the most part. Um, Maris Otter is a similar base malt that comes from England. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a base malt to the beer. You uh, can't assume anybody knows anything about anything. <laughs> right. You're right. I get, uh, I get in that predicament sometimes. So it just kind of comes out. <laughs> so how, does, how did you finish it? How did I finish it? Uh, just cold crash, uh, let it sit, uh, a lot of yeast dumps, you know, so it doesn't sit on the beer. Uh, cold crashing is turning down the temperature of the beer. Uh, so after it's done with fermentation, turn it down to 32, let it sit, kind of melts out the alcohol, just all the flavors kind of just round themselves out. And, uh, you know, it'll get rid of some, you know, if you got some astringency from those darker malts and, uh, I don't know, alcohol booziness, uh, it just kind of cleans up. You just kind of notice it just get better and better. Like that's why, uh, they, you know, they lager, lager beer is so long it, it cleans them up and the flavor profile just kind of rounds out um, so that's what we did with this and then uh, transferred it over to the bright tank which is our conditioning vessel which we uh, just clarification carbonation um, this beer is on nitrogen uh, it does have co2 in it to a small volume and then we take it with nitrogen from there uh, nitrogen requires a ton of pressure compared to co2 for it to absorb it's just uh, the gas doesn't like to absorb as well as co2 does so um, it just results in a very creamy, uh, full-bodied, uh, basically creamy is what most people describe it as. I was, I was trying to come up with a word, and that was it. Creamy? <clears throat> yeah, creamy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something about the texture, uh, but yeah, creamy is a spot-on yeah. descriptive word for that. How often do you use the words mouthfeel? <laughs> I because I know it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those it's like it's like you know when you've run into a, like a true beer snob or somebody's been doing this for a long time it's like oh no, it's the mouth oh the Bud Light commercial I love that commercial especially when like doesn't he get like end up in the stocks as he's like trying to get the guy to uh, to sample the uh, to sample the mead oh I don't I don't I can't uh, say crickets, I haven't familiar crickets. with that yeah, one I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know and on the floor goes and, all right all right so um, this. I, you know, you got to give us, you got to give us some props for bringing like three really 
not good yeah. <laughs> <to pair> <laughs> <laughs> Russian Imperials to compare oh, yours man. with. So, I mean, yeah. right. I'm not bringing Dark Lord. That was great. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, again, it's because of the style, a little bitter, uh, but the tastes yep. are much smoother. You don't have this thing there where you're trying to like, God, what is that? And yep. then why is that the only thing I'm tasting? And then how do I get rid of it? Right. Um, yeah, no, I like it. When I think of a stout, <clears throat> a lot of times it's the texture that I'm picking up on. So I like the, the creamy word. That's a real good descriptive word for this. And uh, it just looks better than the other three too, as far as the bubbles and the head on top, the color. So yeah, that's kind of what I think of when I think of a stout really. So appearance-wise, which apparently you're you're really shallow. Yeah, you're I'm really shallow. Shallow yeah, how, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah, this, this beer is, is jet black. Um, we'll use some Carafa 3 in there for color. It's a really, really dark malt, um, and it's dehusked. So you get rid of that, uh, you know, that husk astringency and also give it that color, you know, as well as the chocolate malts and the roasted barley and stuff that is in there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's big coffee for me. Uh, big coffee, some chocolate. Um, that really comes through predominant. And it's also got some, it's like a perceived <laughs> sweetness there. Um, for me it's not necessarily sweet but uh comes across as almost kind of sweet in a way it's not as bitter as as the other as the other ones there's still some bitterness there but it's it's more of the i think the roastiness is the word uh from right. uh from the malts and i think that's what you're in this style is what you're is what you're looking for mm -hmm. like not what kind of fruit you can cram in there and do right. something with so right i uh yeah i like it it's uh I'd say it's I'd say it's very good. Um, it's uh, it's an it's an interesting I think it's an interesting mix of I, I think what's interesting is that the is is the is how roasty it is and the type of roast it is. I don't remember I don't really recall having one that had that particular flavor to it. Um, you went for roast and you definitely mm -hmm. that's that's what you got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went for roast. I mean, to me, a Russian Imperial Stout is like, it's a pretty big, bold, like very, very roast forward beer uh, to me. I mean, that's that's kind of what I like out of it. And I think that's kind of what we got here. And, uh, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, Russian Imperial Stouts are, are I, I would say, somebody who's pretty savvy with, the, with their beers and they kind of know what they like at that point. And that's when they get those. You know, somebody who's never had a stout and you give them this, they're probably not going to like it. But if you gave them like a nice little milk stout or a dry Irish stout, something more approachable, they'd probably be okay with it. But this would scare them away. This is like, yeah, this is down the road. Yeah, this, this is down, down the road, road on your on your yeah. on your on your stout. stout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, excellent, very good, good, fair pour. Wouldn't feed <clears> to the cat. And again, be perfectly honest, even though he's sitting right yeah, next to okay. he's glowering my ears. I liked it. Uh, I'm gonna go with very good. When I think of a stout and the ones I've had in the past uh, that I liked, and this, this is it. I like the texture. That's my favorite part. Yeah, the mouthfeel, body the mouth of the beer, feel, yeah. which we didn't really talk about too much actually in the other beers. I kind of, kind of That's missed. That's because it, touch didn't, on exist. That. it yeah, didn't, didn't exist. Really. The yeah, it didn't really. Yeah, right. They're a little thin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I think it's uh, I think it's by far the best of the bunch. Um, and it's, you know, if you're looking for coffee and, and part of the grade that at least I try to give a beer is what are you promising? What did you deliver? Uh, and do I like it? 
And right. even even if I don't like it, if you deliver what you promise, I, I still you know give credit where credit's due because this is your creation. You wanted to make it this way, and then mm -hmm. I think you deserve credit for that. But if you're promising something and it's not any, yeah. it's not there, then I don't see how you can you know how you can give that a a, a passing grade really. So right. we've got a new canning line. Yeah. And uh, where are you available? Uh, just in NorCal region from, well, I want to say, it's, we're down, okay, so I'll start with this. We're, we just picked up a distributor in the South Bay, but it's just the South Bay. Um, we also have our distributor in Orange County. Uh, I don't know exactly how much they cover down there, but we are down there now. That's within the last probably three months. And then uh, we're also with uh, Musetter Distribution. They go from Tahoe to, uh, what is it, Fremont or something. Some, somewhere down there. I don't know. Not quite as far as Loda. I, I don't know the area down there very well, but they go down there a little bit. It's NorCal region, right right here locally. Um, and of course, at the brewery is always the best place to get it. It's always the freshest here. So so this isn't the only style you have. You're just the only style you have on tap. What else do you got yeah. in these beautiful tanks? Uh, so we have a mandarin chocolate stout uh, that we source the mandarins from a local farm in Newcastle. And then uh, we also have the Caramel Super Stout, which is our annual bottle release in January. So we'll have that one. And then there's a big old 17.6% when it went into the barrel, uh, big old stout that's going into Maker's Mark and Bullet Bourbon Barrels. That'll so, be out in a year, year and a half. And when it comes out, how, what's it going to be? 19, around there, I'm guessing, yeah. It'll... So we should come back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely come back and eat first. Yeah, yeah eat, eat first and after, maybe during. And you're—I mean, seriously—do you serve that in shots, shot glasses? <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna serve it yet, but we're gonna bottle some of it. So we'll do a limited bottle release, and there'll be, uh, yeah, it'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's like rocket fuel going into the barrel, so we'll see how it is coming out. It it should be good. I just got hammered thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. It's it's a good one. It was a lot of fun making it. Yeah. Uh, you want anything about why was it fun making it? Uh, or, 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 sorry, what what went into making it? Uh, we had to feed it. So uh, for it's alive. Yeah, it's alive. Yeah, we had to feed the monster. So basically, we just didn't. You don't want to overwhelm the yeast right up front with all that sugar content. Uh, so we start off at you know it's still a high gravity when we start. And then uh, throughout the fermentation, after 24, 48 hours, uh, every five to 10 Play-Doh drop, we're feeding this thing dextrose and, uh, and yeast nutrients and a little bit of oxygen as well, just to keep that yeast uh, healthy and happy and continuing to thrive and fermenting at a low temperature and just kind of producing that alcohol in the best way that we can. So it was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of work though. But, coming uh, soon to a shot glass near yeah, you. Coming, yeah, shot glass near you. We'll do it again too, if people like it, so. Okay, that's Greg Tui. He's the head brewmaster here at Out of Bounds. That's John Hunt. John, thank you. Uh, if you want to see John Hunt's son fight, uh, his first fight happened when? Ha! <laughs> uh, you put me on the spot. It was like, it was this, like three weeks ago. Like three weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. and that's available online, yes? It is available online. Bob, thanks for giving me the heads up on that. You can uh, check it out on YouTube. Uh, let's How see. many John Hunts are there in the world? There is approximately 32,000 John Hunts in the world. Really? You don't say? Yeah. I just made that up. Really? You don't say? <laughs> I, I did say. I do say. Really? Yeah. You No. All right. So anyway, so... Uh, fight, three, fight 360 on YouTube. 
Fight 360 on YouTube. He uh, dispatched with some poor soul and uh, with uh, with some uh, with some pretty decent skills. So if you want to see uh, maybe a new up and comer, John Hunt uh, is on YouTube. And uh, John's a friend of mine from uh, from high school and from uh, from our Reno days when we uh, we made slot machine glass um, together. Yeah. Who, yeah, how how you get two guys that went to high school Whoa. together in California end up in Reno in the same place? It's uh, mm -hmm. It's a mystery of science. And I'm still in, the, still in the glass business, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Uh, owns his own uh, company. It's uh, Alpine Glass. Alpine, exactly. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with a peak. and <laughs> It was mountainous. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Alpine Glass. All right. And I'm Bob Moffat. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Stoutcast. We'll catch you next time. I